The VOD Squad is brought to you with support from our amazing patrons. Join us live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Central on Twitch. Everybody and welcome back to another exciting episode of the VOD Squad, the show where we talk about streaming technology. This is episode 269, January 12th, 2022. I am Clyde, and today I am joined by Matthew Ross. Hey, everybody. Jimmy Trammell. Hey, Clyde. And Michael Aston. Howdy, y'all. What's going on, guys? Uh, darn it. it, it... Well, today, oh, not, in, in exactly 10 days, it'll be one, two, three. That'll be great. I can't, that's really, I love it when the dates and line up in cool ways. One, two, three, two, two. One, two, three, two, oh, two, two. We did have one, two, three, two, one last year, which was awfully awesome. If so you're not going to do two, you, if you're not going to do two digits on the first one, then yeah. you've got, but I guess, oh, one, two, three works. Yeah. Oh, one, two, three. Yeah. That, two, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, whatever. I love the, the, when dates make funny things. It's just a long shot. Yeah, I, I'm just waiting for 2 That's true. No, that's going to be a good one. Or also 2 2 22. <laughs> yeah. On 2-2. On why doesn't everybody wear a 2-2 on February 2nd? Because it's 2-2 every month. Uh, I, I believe that's around when the, there's a very big football game, and if you have a bunch of people wearing tutus around that time, they I just figured C's. because it's traditionally like sixty below up here, it's uh, not really tutu weather. That's true. <laughs> well, you know, the tutu's got a bad rap. Well, I guess it's the tutu tutu can be worn over everything. It's yeah, just yeah, a, it's just it, a skirt. It's kind of, and, and it's not even a skirt that like gets in the way. It's very like. Yeah out of the way it's just there i mean uh <laughs> jacksonville or is it yeah jacksonville jaguars they've been dressing up like clowns at the <laughs> at the football game they could be been calling it clown town is that oh, yeah? right jimmy 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 would know better than me i think yeah not it, happy not happy with uh Current man, you know, in the of course now I pull for the ratings, right? And they're they're doing pretty good, but uh, but but it is true though the Jaguars. Uh, um, I was watching some of the highlights of their game, and the and then the camera panned up into the stadium, and the, the fans had bags over the their heads, <laughs> right? And they had they had letters up across the top of the bag. It said the Baguars. Right. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, they obviously don't like you know, don't want to be seen in the crowd. So, well, and the problem is a lot of them are season ticket holders, <laughs> which right. is why because you know it's like hey we we they've been ticket holders for you know since the beginning, right. um, but all right. Well, what are we here to talk about? News. All kinds of interesting news I don't believe today, it. in particular. We're going it's, to talk about something. It's, it's post CES. There shouldn't be anything to talk about. Well, yeah. Here's the thing: we missed something last week. Wait, what? We did. We missed a story about a thing that was announced last week. Totally oh. missed it. So I brought it into this week's news cycle. We have a cool new device from uh, called the Keyminder Nexus, which sounds like somebody decided. Keyminder. The Keyminder Keymander Nexus. It sounds like somebody who decided to uh, 
get all very cool words and mix them together to make this thing. It's the Key Mander Nexus Gaming KVM, which sounds horrible when you think of it that way. <laughs> but this is what it's designed for. It's designed to hook up your Xbox or your PlayStation or your Switch into it and be able to switch between those devices very easily uh, and have full compatibility between the devices, including the ability to have um, the full, like, the high resolution and or high frame rates uh, through things like the Xbox and the PlayStation devices. Uh, it also will allow you to use a keyboard and mouse on these devices. So if you're that kind of gamer, which is fine, keyboard and mouse are awesome, uh, yeah, you can set up uh, to play on those systems using the, using this to connect with that, which actually may make a pretty inexpensive PC out of your fairly expensive console solution. Yeah, I can well, see this as something cool. The only thing is it's a $200 device. I was going to say, uh, you're, you're making a regularly priced PC out of your, con your $500 console. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but computers are getting it ridiculous prices it's looking at prices of some of the yeah. components nowadays but i mean so. 700 is for so, i'm not okay. saying for a top-end gaming pc but yeah 700 would be about a normal just for you that is of course assuming you can get a a, a yeah. nice console for 500 dollars. exactly uh, how, how is this different from a regular kvm switch because it allows you to connect to your gaming console Two things: it guarantees compatibility with the high refresh rate and the high and, and the high frame rates and the and the high uh, um, output methods of your devices. Yeah. Normally, you'd connect to the 4K of your TV, and if you wanted to go through some other KVM, it might not be compatible with that. This one is actually designed for that. And the second thing: it somehow emulates the controllers, so you can use a keyboard or mouse, which means mm -hmm. you can headshot people a lot better with this than you can with this is just true so <laughs> yeah the, which which is I was, I was gonna say which is perfect for the people on uh on xbox who are now complaining it's not fair that we've got cross compatible cross play with pc <laughs> well uh, it is an unfair advantage to be on a mouse and keyboard versus somebody with the controller um pc master race yeah absolutely so but it, it is cool that you get the ability to emulate that you can use the keyboard and mouse um that is particularly a, you know frightening when considering that most consoles also have some level of auto aim built in to assist the difficulty of trying to use the controllers so the precision of a mouse with the assistance of the auto aim seems like that would be a pretty a pretty killer solution assuming that whatever emulation they're doing is uh lacking lag and latency issues enough that it doesn't introduce uh challenges there the only obvious um challenge is that or concern with this of course that they mentioned in the article is that it's not going to work with your ps5 Yep. Uh, right now because they haven't figured out how to emulate all of the super fancy features that those controllers have now what i can't have that awesome touchpad and you know sound out of it and all that other jazz I'll come. 
Wait, adaptive trigger. Your mouth say, doesn't, doesn't <laughs> how do you add adaptive it? triggers by it? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and haptic feedback, right? Obviously, if your mouse, unless you have a weird mouse that's got haptic feedback in it, there's just no way exist. to provide that. Those do exist. They do. That's why I said, unless you happen to have that. Um, it, and, that I, I don't I don't think I would like that, especially because like on a mouse, when your mouse starts vibrating, that's going to be um, directly impacting your ability to find like find control it, I would think. Um, whereas on a controller, it's it's a little different because there's not something that doesn't move that it's relative to. They're Does that gonna, make sense? Yeah, they're going to sell yeah. a lot of these, I think, because it's got RGB on it, obviously. And also anything for some of those gamers who absolutely just want to have the best thing for those. And they're not, those gamers are not afraid to spend uh, lots of money so they can play Halo Infinite as best as they can. Mm -hmm. So 360 yeah. no scope is, a, it is all the way, man. So IOGear is one of those brands that doesn't have a lot of mind share. They're out there, but it's not a brand that most people like would have heard of. Um, I have a, I have an IO gear, uh, KVM right here that I've been using for a, 15 years now. This is a sub brand of uh, IO gear. I well, the Keymander is the model. Yeah. Okay. Is oh, the yeah, next I'm evolution of IO gears connective hardware. Um, and that being said, so like, uh, like you said, IO gear, I've got an IO gear, KVM that I've been using for 15 years uh, and I haven't updated it because it just works and you know it was one of those things I bought it I, was like, eh, I don't really you know it's IO gear but hey it works and I'm still using it um, yep. but I also want to commend them on the on the name because there are two obvious puns in this well one obvious pun and one that's you have to kind of go on a uh adventure to get to but the first one what it what is keymander uh keymander well it sounds something like uh ghostbusters i am the key no, it, it, it's commander it's okay it's a commander ah. it's you're using yeah. gotcha but if you want to go on a little bit of a journey uh your keys have characters and if you go right each letter on your key is a character. That right, yeah, uh, gotcha. And if you go into the Windows settings, they've got a list of all your characters, which is shortened to what? Keys? No, it's char. C-H-A-R. Okay. Which would make this the Charmander. Oh. <laughs> but it's green and not red. Oh, but it's RGB, so that might turn red. Yeah, yeah I mean, it. if you, I mean, yeah, you change it to red and orange, and then it's the Charmander <laughs> next to KVM. Um, I'm hoping that they uh, strike some deal with Pokemon and they put it out that out next. Um, but yeah, no, this is interesting. 200. Uh, I, I, uh, at, on on first glance, I'd say 200 sounds pretty steep. But this basic KVM that I have that has an external button that mm -hmm. I can physically press rather than trying to rely on. Uh, unreliable key combinations um i mean i gotta say i paid probably 50 to 75 bucks for it um back in you know 10 15 years ago so yeah 200 
for something like this yeah probably not that bad it's pretty cool um i'll stick with my pc master race as as you say um I, the last two consoles i've purchased have ended up being very very expensive bluetooth players <laughs> <laughs> which so, two are those i'm just curious the playstation and the xbox one. Oh, really both of them you okay I mean, I've played games. games on them, but in total, I've watched at least 20 times as much movies as I have games because I just don't end up playing games on them. I, I buy them and think, oh, I, I need to play this game and I play that game. And that's the last time I ever touch it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's bad. I mean, same with the Switch, right? Like I played a good amount of um, Breath of the Wild on it and then I haven't touched it since. My daughter's used it a lot, though, so it's not been a total waste. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> you got your use out of it. That's what's important. Hey, uh, should we talk about movie, uh, uh, streaming movie services? You know, back in the day when streaming movie services were brand new, like, you know, what you well, get Well, when they food. didn't exist, so people had to create uh, third-party solutions to provide you HBO well, streaming. You know, it didn't people exist. were starting to mess around with things. Like yeah. And, well, there was a lot. Well, yeah. And um, there was a service that came out before a little bit of time called Popcorn Time. Popcorn Time was a, uh, a front end that basically would uh, scour the uh, the internet for various movies that were on, on the internet for free using uh, illegal well, not the services itself weren't illegal. The copies of the movies on the services were illegal. Anyways, it would search for them on the on with using like BitTorrents and uh, would be able to quickly bring up a movie that's being uh, was on the torrents and stream it to you because it could just prioritize the, the next ones bits you need from it. And uh, yeah, it would give, be able to basically play just about anything. That sounds like an amazing service, doesn't it? Lots of people loved it. Yeah, it was sad that when it went away like five years ago. Yeah, it kind of went away, but at the same time, it was open source, so a whole lot of other people started messing around with it and doing things with it. Uh, but uh, the guys who actually developed it uh, went ahead and said, you, um, we're going to go ahead and cancel this project altogether. They're now officially calling it dead. On mm -hmm. their website, they have a, a, a search graph of how popular the popcorn time search has been, and you can see that after a certain amount of time, it just kind of went downhill fast. Yeah, it just flatlined. After so, 2016, that was around the time that HBO and uh, everybody else finally said, "Okay, fine, we'll do services that make it easy for you to get the content that you can't get." Um, and, and then you see in 2016, it just dropped. So I, I'm interested, or I find it interesting that it was the developers that shut this down because by the tagline on this story, illegal movie streaming service, pop time, popcorn time shuts down. I thought they were shut down, uh, by an outside force because I, I was actually surprised that they were still around. Um, and they hadn't been shut down, uh, a long time ago. Well, they they had the project up on the web for like announcing and and promoting it very briefly before they took it down, mm -hmm. but the project had been there the whole time. People would mm -hmm. still be able to use the project. Uh, I believe now they have taken the project down completely. So, um, if you have your uh, your copy of that uh, GitHub, uh, you, you you probably still can use it. But 
Uh, I think it's possible that that GitHub has been deleted at this point. Um, we, uh, we also, a lot of the people who uh, stopped using it because movie companies were starting to sue people who were using the service. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you watched this many movies and that's this many thousands of dollars in damages. It's like, mm -hmm. uh, fast forward to better. this year and it's, please, uh, he, you know, you watch this many movies and here's a Christmas card saying thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they don't know what they've got until it's gone. It's just how it goes. Speaking of what's gone, I hope it isn't gone forever. AMC is, but has uh, purchased the anime streaming service known as High Dive. They went ahead and purchased the company called Sentai. And the Sentai High Dive streaming service is going to be joining the targeted streaming platforms as part of AMD's uh, uh, Shutter, IFC, and Sundance TV uh, lineup. So uh, High AMC, Dive will- not AMD. Did I say AMD? <laughs> I was one letter off. I know. I, I just want to make sure that we set the precedent because someone's out there like, holy crap, AMD is getting into anime? anime. <laughs> AMC. <laughs> so, well, yeah. So I, 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 I've heard of High Dive. I think you were, said you were on High Dive. I have High Dive. I don't use it for okay. several reasons. Uh, I continue to pay for it because it's, a year subscription for like $14. Oh, Jesus. Good deal. Yeah. Um, and it does allow profiles, which Funimation does not. And there are certain shows that are exclusive to high dive. So I go there when there's a new season for one of those shows. The problem is their app is terrible. <laughs> And navigating between the episodes is just, it's such a, it's so painful. So I am hoping, uh, I am AMC hoping. AMC can do that something about it? As much as I dislike AMC, uh, uh, well, I dislike their theaters. I don't really care much about anything else about the company, mm. uh, like the, yeah, whatever. Uh, but I hope they do some, that that site is desperately need of, uh, uh, a better user experience user yeah ui they need a ui makeover uh <laughs> i they should do a tv show you know they've got all those makeover shows uh with fashion and, <laughs> and houses they need to do one pimp my car totally. they, they need to do one where they they make they make over your website <laughs> the it, problem like ui is that it's kind of interesting to watch someone tear down a house and rebuild it. It's not interesting to watch someone sit down in front of a computer. Well, you don't, delete you don't have some to, stuff and then type. You don't have to watch. You don't care how the sausage let is me, made. Let me show when, you what that show looks like on, on the fashion, on the fashion ones. They don't show you how the clothes were tailored and designed. They just show you what the person looked like before and what they look like after. So then you can, yeah, you, you go in and you look at the website and they, they do all the hot takes and make fun of everything that's wrong with it. And then they do the big reveal and yeah. here's your shiny new uh, website. Uh, yeah, there you go, I, all done. I, I, I could see it. Hot dog, not a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, well, I don't know how I feel I'm, about this other than hopeful. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, well, uh, uh, mostly I, I want, I wonder if this will help boost the service. I think we need more anime here in the United States. I think the Crunchyroll and, uh, and, uh, and, um, can't think of the other one that I was Funimation. watching. Funimation. And well, I think, I think we, we need to have a few more in the mix to, uh, you know, to, to make well, it. Well, between a these thing. two services, everything is accounted for. I was no. going to say, what isn't available in the U.S.? Yeah, because okay. um, well, High Dive has all of the stuff that they were able to get before Funimation. Okay. That's why there are certain seasons of a show that are on High Dive. Like, and that's how I got started there because I was watching stuff on Funimation, but there was a season missing. It's because High Dive managed to get the get that season um that's the only reason i found high dive oh is because uh and i as far as sony bought Crunchyroll and then rolled it into the funimation uh catalog which for the most part has worked out pretty good um and yeah uh high dive uh definitely don't want to see them go away uh, I hope AMC does good by them. I guess them what better. I'm what I what I'm saying is that uh, Crunchyroll has good mind share. Funimation has a decent mind share, but not as good as Crunchyroll. High Dive sounds like uh, you know like uh, it sounds like a dive. You know, it sounds like a, <laughs> it, it's a terrible name. And um, I've I've been I've been saying that since the beginning. It was it was it's a terrible and try to explain to somebody what high dive is right you but know, if crunchy roll and funimation you hear the name and it's like okay uh it's clear that it, they have something to do with either japan or animation right high dive what is that so for me it my brain this is just me so this is maybe i am totally in the wrong and this is not the thing to do but my brain wants to put like oh this is where you get the uh shoshin shows and this is where you get the uh uh, you know the, uh, the the teeny bopper, uh, you know, yeah, kind of kids and then shows. Yeah. I mean, separate it, have some separation that way into a little bit of kind of of kind of anime. Um, um, uh, I, I agree with Clyde. I think yeah. the name High Dive to me it sounds like the Cliff Divers from Acapulco. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if if all of their their programming was swimming related animes that you know like free and uh whatnot then you know sure but uh, you know there's um, got there's at least one anime about swimming right there's yeah free it's called free okay yeah free is there are a lot of them um, <laughs> I'm sure i mean every sport has uh countless animes about I mean, the one that they're showing on this article is just Hayuki, which is all about a volleyball team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, no, I, I, I hope I hope that good things are in store. Very cool. Uh, OK, so, guys. E3, it's going to come out again this year, like unlike last year, right? Last year, no Wait. E3. Wait, did all... they cancel it all together last year? Yeah, la Didn't no, they think... do it online? Like yeah, CES? Online. It was kind of, it was, it was okay, you know? This year, it's coming back. It's going to come back, right? It's going to be up. All right, let's see. Next story. Nope, it's not coming back. Crap. 
<laughs> so uh yeah looks like due to the uh uh the fears around uh, coming around the current covid crisis they are uh decided to take e3 virtual again this year so we are gonna you are not going to have an open e3 it's not going to be available for people to go as, as an in as in person to the uh exhibits or anything like that they will have yet again another virtual e3 this year yeah as, Still, as someone who months away it's a they they are um being thoroughly pessimistic that well i think they don't want to deal with like ces did where everybody was planning on being there and then like a week before everybody can't everybody uh not everybody but a uh, large number of all the big names and visitors uh said uh no i think they had a quarter of their normal number of people there at yeah. uh, ces this year which is insane. which i i would argue if uh you take out the a lot of the biggest uh exhibitors at ces that would actually make for a better show <laughs> oh yeah because it, you know because i i would kind crowds. of rather be at ces when there's Good only a quarter of the people yet all of the smaller things that i'm interested in are still there yep. that's my we kind of ces oh. um but yeah e3 i can count on no hands exactly how many times i have followed uh e3 coverage so i don't care e3 looks very cool to me to watch i enjoy watching coverage of it but it looks like it would be just about the worst place on earth to be at that particular point in time uh, all i see e3 being is like waiting in lines at disneyland times 10. um yeah because everybody's like trying to get their hands on various different games and things like that and so you just spend your whole day standing in line to get a 30 second trial of a game that's coming out in three months when you could just buy it and play it yeah I, the only time i've done anything like that is i was uh, the one year i went to pax they had games in, in lines that I go in there and try and to see if i could try it i remember i did a uh, a dawn of war game um from the warhammer guys and um and it was super complicated and i was not i was not familiar with it at all and so i totally i spent my whole 10 minutes just trying to figure out how to move things around so yeah and i mean was that a good experience in your in your book I was excited because I got to see it before any a lot of other people did. But other than that, nope, I have no idea what I'm doing here. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Good. Thanks. This no, I mean, I mean, like, PAX in general. Uh, PAX for me was, uh, I had a friend who said, I'm going to PAX. I'd love it if you can come with me because I'm going to be dressed up. And he's going to totally, he's totally dressed up as a character. And I was going to be able to go around and, uh, and just basically we, we help him carry stuff and, and anything he needed. Yeah. And I was happy to do that. It was a lot of fun because um, he he did um, Soldier 76, except for it was the uh, the the version of Soldier 76 that was that ha was like the, the uh, um, uh, was the grilling had the grill set on it. <laughs> right. And he just looked awesome at that. So, <laughs> so um, and right. so he uh, he uh, 
he went around and he did the show and he did a lot of let people take pictures of him and he had a good time with that and i was just following around making sure he had his stuff and we just uh we were we're a bunch of uh of uh gamers with more board games and and when um role-playing games and video games too but we that, that's what we went for was when we had a lot of fun with all that so yes that's that's a bit different from the the typical goers experience and maybe it's not not as bad as i've always seen pax looks like it's pretty cool but e3 what i've seen of e3 it looks like it really is just super huge crowds with lots of long lines and um, i just wish they had one of these cool uh, shows during the summer because none of them are during the summer which is when i have time off e3 is usually in june i mean is that too early in the summer no actually that'd be fine i don't feel like it's that i I feel like that's uh maybe i just need to look at that again someday i would love to go sometime that'd be cool all right, uh, next story, Twitter. Uh, you know, we every once in a while look at the social stuff and seeing what they're doing. This time, they're letting you do what they're calling tweet takes. That's right. You can, no, you may not put a video on Twitter directly. That's not what this is. This allows you to retweet, sort of, and with your own reaction attached to it. That's right. This allows you to take somebody else's tweet because they were actually smart, uh, able to, I wasn't going to say smart enough, but uh, daring enough or brave enough or whatever you want to say to put the, the whatever they want to say in words and text on the internet. And you can respond with your reaction video. And we're not certain how the reaction video gets posted in the feed, how it shows up. Uh, that's not clear yet. Well, all we know is that this is something that they're trying out. And I'm sorry, I'm not impressed. I I feel like this would be a good way to torture people, um, to force them to just like see all of the tweet takes from major uh, major people, right? Like take a celebrity and just like sit them down and put the screen in front of their face with all of the tweet takes for the tweets of that celebrity. And that's just like, you do that until you go insane, which would probably take about 15 minutes. I, but um, the thing is, you know, this is not going to be utilized against the celebrities. This is going to be utilized against just random people. Hmm. Well, of course, you have no idea who it is. I would like to see after a year, I would like to see the chart of how much it was used alongside the national suicide ah! uh, numbers to see if there's yeah. any correlation because you want to talk, you know, it, it's easy to ignore when somebody's just tearing you apart via words. It, it's easy to kind of ignore it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when you've got, there's no mistake about inflection or tone and not and just you for you to see, but everybody else to see. Exactly. As well. um, mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to be. I I gotta commend Twitter though, on consistently release uh, introducing features that will guarantee that I never fully utilize <laughs> their service. <laughs> Every you know, time I go, you know, should I? They put out something that says no. You 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 don't need to be here. Uh, I. I have a couple accounts only because they were necessary for specific reasons and I do not use it 
ever uh, for. Yeah, I, I tend I, I tend to agree with what you guys are saying, but then again, you know, I heard people say, "Yeah, who would ever want to watch a service where people make home videos and, and put it up on the on the web?" Why? Yeah. Well, Why would so, anybody want to watch that? Well, uh, uh, well it, was, it was called it was called YouTube, right? Right. <laughs> Never so, heard of it. But but here's the thing: I I agree with. There's a difference. I'm saying I think this is horrible. It's an awful idea. I agree with what Clyde is saying. This is going to be used as a way to troll and a weapon and weaponize. Yeah, and and it's going to cause more, even more distress to people that are already being distressed by negative feedback in their social environments. And at the same time, I do think it has the potential to be very successful because it is something that I've, I've, I've seen tweets and thought I would really like to respond to this, but it would be too difficult to me for me to convey that in typed words really quick. So this would be an easier solution. I think a lot of people will, will agree with that. I just think it's a bad idea because I think that in as a general rule, this the the outcome, the results, these retweets, these tweet takes are going to be horrible, horrible, and they're going to be just it's ways be, to make people feel worse about themselves. The the if you needed to sum up Twitter in one word, as it already is, it's hate 90% of the stuff that I see on there is hate towards other people, other ideologies, anything, uh, you know, but when it's written, that's not as bad as then when you've got videos of people publicly espousing their hate into so the you world. Think, and you think people will actually make videos saying, Oh, you should go kill yourself. Oh, probably, no, probably, but more, 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 it'll be, Personal You're an attacks. idiot, or yeah, just personal. Where did you come up general. with this stupid idea? You know, just the the reality is that information is already conveyed in the tweet stream, right? Mm -hmm. Like the the tweet stream of most tweets is pretty negative. There's a there's going to be two groups of people in almost any tweet: the people that are re 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 reinforcing it, that are positive, that are I, oh, I'm on your side. And then there's the other 50% of the population that is, you're an absolute moron, and this is why you're stupid. And so now what you're going to get is like what Clyde's saying is those same responses that you're getting now, which are very often very negative, converted into a video of somebody calling you an idiot, which I think it will be for those who are disciplined and that are emotionally stable they will ignore it like they do the tweet stream now. However, those like who are that. not, that are young, that are influential, that are influenceable, that are maybe have a bad self, self-esteem already, it's going to be much more damaging mm -hmm. to them to see. They, they're the ones who actually go back and they read it and they get upset because they see negative stuff. Now they're going to go back and they're going to watch somebody call them a moron. And I think it'll be far more negatively reinforcing yeah. and, and problematic. And at the same time, when you go back and you see somebody talking very positively about you, it will be more reaffirming. reinforcing there, reaffirming. And so you will have an, a, a more polarized response. 
you'll be going because you see, you know, the pretty girl saying how cool you are and stuff like that. And then you'll have the pretty girl saying you're, you're a stupid moron, right? Like, but you'll go because you get some of that reinforcement and you have to encounter the negative reinforce the negative stuff at the same time. There's, there's been a lot of research from Facebook recently. Um, Facebook's the one who's been doing the most of it that we've seen about how negative the impact of the social stream has on especially teen girls, but really everybody. And um, this to me just, seems like it's going to take that to a new level not on board i will not be um encouraging my daughter to get a tweet twitter account and start doing this your daughter oh. already has one <laughs> well. uh okay well okay let's try a different one this is a different uh um service out there clubhouse uh they've added a new feature which uh, will allow you to uh just uh, you be able to listen to a uh, to a clubhouse uh, audio feed while using a web link. I'm going to read verbatim with a very calming voice what it says on this article. Since its debut in 2020, joining a conversation on Clubhouse has involved opening the app, but that's no longer the case. Starting today, you if you live in the U.S., you can listen to replays and live rooms with replays enabled using a web browser. What's more, you don't need to log into the clubhouse in this in this way. Uh, I, I'm actually, I've always been kind of like, ah, cool. I kind of, I like dug the idea of clubhouse, but I've never really got into it. The idea of, hey, I want to have a conversation, invite one or maybe open up multiple people, actually discuss things, have that conversation back and forth. I've always felt like this is cool. This is mini pod. This is micro podcasting kind of idea. I like the idea of it. Um, especially since somebody can open up a, a room with a with a topic subject idea and have that actually be the subject is kind of cool. And I might use this just to, you know, go and uh, test those waters and see what it's like. Well, you have. I have? Yeah, it's called Discord. Oh, yeah. Discord's uh, Clubhouse the- is just Discord without all the things that make Discord cool. <laughs> They take Discord and then stripped out everything that isn't like a voice channel, Um, which is fine if you want a group walkie talkie. um, It's it's not Mm -hmm. a it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's an interesting choice, kind of like TikTok chooses to make it your videos short. So and so I don't know. I like the idea. And again, I probably will use this to just dip my toe in that water to see if it's actually interesting inside there or if it's just a bunch of people just going uh 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 which you know in that case <laughs> I, uh, then i'll know i wouldn't i wouldn't even have to make an account to find that out and i'll be happy so <laughs> all right um u.s regulars leaders uh have ruled that google has infringed on sonos than their and their speaker patents so this has uh, been an ongoing uh, lawsuit that's been going on that uh, between Sonos and Google, and Since it is finally twenty twenty, and it's and it's finally come to ruling that the, that Google is in fact uh, doing some things that are are infringing on Sonos's patents. It, Google's had sixty days from the moment that the that this this case was ruling was issued to uh, to fix or stop selling. Uh, their devices that have the those patents 
uh, which means that they're going to be able, if, unless they fix them, uh, they're going to not be able to sell their uh, Google speakers uh, in the U.S. Uh, within a couple of months. Now, I know that Google has already started making changes to platforms, uh, which has made, basically made the uh, Google devices worse in almost every way. <laughs> the uh, one thing that in particular has uh, been noticed here has been the ability for you to have a group of speakers and for you to be able to adjust the volume on all of them at the same time. Wait a second, there's a patent on that owned by San Sonos. Yeah, that that is the thing that's mainly being uh, arbitrated here. Uh, on, on top of that, you, there's also been some reports of people who've had to set up new Google devices now that there's some of these changes have been taken effect and it's now harder to set up the devices. Mm -hmm. And who knows what else Sonos's patents are making it hard for Google to do. I look at the future. I see two things happening. Thing number one, Google uh, agreeing to this and this lawsuit officially, you know, going to the side of Sonos means Sonos will probably turn around and leverage this working canon towards the likes of Alexa and the likes of anybody else out there, uh, the guys that at Apple, uh, well, to try to stop them from doing the same things. Yeah, the the one that I see coming up next would be Roku. Really? Well, because oh. Roku has the you can add on the wireless speakers, which. You should be when you turn down the TV, the volume on those the remote group speakers should go down equivalent. That's just a normal function. Uh, I am all for you know patent enforcement. Uh, make sure if you if you developed a thing, uh, you should be protected. But this is at least in the volume <laughs> category uh this doesn't seem like something that should be patented if if it's a specific piece of code that they copied mm -hmm. to make it work yes but well, if they so patent or hold, hold on if they patented yeah. just the ability to you know match the volume on the group then I think that's a problem. Go ahead. Yeah. So that I, I don't know the details of these patents, but uh, what I would say is from a general rule, you can't patent something like volume synchronized across devices, right? You mm. can, you would have to patent the way that they do it. Mm. So it's, it would be like, if it's doing some sort of like active listening and that process is done through X, Y, Z, that is the kind of thing you can patent. You can't patent general ideas, especially ideas that wouldn't be in any way particularly novel. Like when you adjust the volume on a, on a system, it changes the volume of the speakers, right? So that would be something that would be, that would be uh, I guess the way they, they say it is if somebody that is normally experienced, for example, in software development, in software development would come up and develop the system this way, you can't patent it. So you can't like patent a for loop because everybody does that. And that's just standard practice. So adjusting volumes would be that kind of thing. If on the other hand, you adjust volumes via like an active listening that then um, uses like a combination of active listening 
and the distance that they are from the point via triangulation, then you can say, oh, this is the actual one. Because like, you couldn't do it by listening. Yeah, right? I mean, because that would so require an algorithm, which exactly. that algorithm, so, and, that, and that's what I was talking about. Yeah, That could be patented. So I, I, I don't know the details. My suspicion is it is far more, they patented a process, a way of doing it, not just the fact that volumes change at the same time. Yeah. And I mean, to my knowledge, because uh, the the Google home speakers, uh, for example, uh, they don't have a volume knob. You nope. tell the device volume up, volume down, you can say a percentage. Right. Um, so all it's doing is telling the other speakers that are actively playing. So when this one sets to 60%, it tells the other ones go to 60%. Right. It's not like actively adjusting based on the volume of one or room volume or anything like that. So that's where I, that's where I question this because that sounds, seems like a very fundamental, uh, mm -hmm. you know, if I say, if I've got led lights, if I set one of them to red, all of them in the group should change to red, uh, you can't go, oh, sorry, uh, Phillips Hue owns the patent on all the, you know, changing them all. Uh, you have to set them each individually. Well, don't say that too loud. Phillips might mm -hmm. do that. Exactly. And that, I mean, that's that's the closest analog to this function that I can think of right now. Um, it's, it's interesting to me, which way will they go, right? I mean, will, you know, if, if Sonus wins this case, you mm. know, do they pay? They did win. That's the thing. Yeah. They okay. did win. So, so then, what, which way do they go? Then, are they going to pay Sonos the royalties, or are they going to disable the feature? Oh, it's not about royalties. It's uh, they have. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. It it's is. Always it is. About, like, it's it. always about royalties. No, Google's already been making changes. Yeah, they they've already basically broken the devices per the story. So a lot of people <laughs> complained. Because they because they wouldn't pay the royalties, there's an import ban on their devices. Yeah. So they won't be able to bring any more into the US. However, Google is saying they won't end up having to not import stuff because they'll just change the software fast enough. Right. Yeah. The other thing that I foresee, first thing I saw, foresaw was I'm wondering where Sonos aims this cannon next. The second thing I wonder is how long until Google countersues with their patents to Sonos? Because I bet you anything, there's things Sonos does that Google's got patents on. Boy, that works. I wouldn't be surprised up. if they already have, and this Sonos uh, suit was a response to Google suing them. <laughs> I doubt that. I bought this, this. I'm not saying that it did. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised. I would imagine that the, the threat of that is part of this yeah. lawsuit. If you do this, you'd realize that we will let loose the lawyers on you. Yes, we know. We still think if we own this patent, then you can't do it, Google. Okay, game. <laughs> Guess we'll just gonna see you in court. This is gonna come back. Become game big. on. Yeah, that I, I that you know uh, the the patent wars have turned into a game of uh, uh, of mutual destruction. So you know everybody owns the patent, so they know that they can't get oversued by somebody else because they know that the patent law uh, war would be extremely expensive and lots of people would lose so yeah did sonos just fire the first shot 
I was going to say uh, the, the patent world is a lot like Patreon. You pay to other people who then also pay back to you <laughs> because of your patents. So it's the same money going around. A few people are getting more, but for the most part, it's that same money is just getting recirculated and recirculated. And Patreon gets their cut. So it's all good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, and okay, next story we have here is, uh, hey, did you know that the, you can now print your own uh, OLED screens? That's right. You can do it right now. Well, you could if you had this cool device that was made in the, in the university. This university has put together a machine that is able to actually print a LED screen, and they showed off their, their work the, right, the, in making it. Uh, it took a lot of, of expensive uh, printers to do it, but they were able to print a one and a half inch by one and a half inch display, quote unquote, of what it looks like was 64 different OLED uh, pixels. So uh, not very big, but it is a flexible display printed with a pr printer, the full set, uh, the full display uh, uh, available for you, them. And I've been hearing about, you know, Eventually, you'll be able to just fill your inkjet with these special inkjet ink and just print out whatever you need in your LED displays. Uh, for years, you know, need a new screen, just print out a new one kind of thing. Um, this is uh, that crazy thought uh, reality actually happening, which I think is very cool. Yeah. University of Minnesota, right mm -hmm. up you, right up near you. Yeah. So. It, it it's the only interesting thing to ever come out of that uh, <laughs> college aside from apples. Yes. Most of the apple varieties that people enjoy were developed by the university of Minnesota. So did they do the whole apple orchard thing where they splice a bunch of different yeah. uh, apples together? Yeah. And then they, the guy they, walks and around. They still do that. They still do. Nope. That one's yep. all good. Yep. That one's okay. Mark, 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 mark. Yep. Oh, honey crisp. Yeah, they actually found honey crisp that way, which is pretty yep. amazing. It, yep, yep. Cool stuff. All right. Uh, Roku has a new feature. I don't know if uh, I've seen this yet. It is called the, uh, the, the live TV hub, the live TV zone, excuse me. This is a new uh, basically channel, which will provide you with access to all the various live things that are on your TV from specific channels. It is currently av available with the stuff that's available on Roku's own live TV channel guide. Also adding stuff from Hulu plus live TV, uh, Fubo TVs, F Philo and Sling. So they can all be added into this interface so you can see what new cool live stuff is happening on your available on your Roku right now. Gives you a kind of a grid to, uh, to see what's live and click on it and opens up that show on that app as, as needed. And it's, it's essentially what uh, Google TV added to Android TV. Um, this was heavily needed for the devices, the Rokus that are built into a TV, because mm. that's where it makes the most sense. True. Because why do I want to leave my streaming environment just to go poke around on the TV and then have to come back? <clears throat> um, the fact that they are, that they did uh, incorporate the other streaming services uh, actually kind of puts them ahead of Google TV <laughs> because it took over a year for Google TV to support YouTube TV, their own service. Mm -hmm. 
in their version of this, uh, which launched with Sling initially because it was really developed by Sling on the Air TV uh, back in, you know, five years ago. But yeah, this is this is cool. Um, I don't really have much use for it because I despise live TV. But <laughs> um, I know there's going to be at least... A, I, I think my dad would probably like this. Yeah, this is cool. This is what I need. They need do need to get more platforms on here. I mean, if they could get YouTube TV on there. Well, I mean, they have YouTube awesome. TV. No, they don't have it in the guide, though. Oh, I thought they, uh, I thought they did. Not that one. They have oh. almost everything else, which probably has something to do with their spat with Google in the last couple of months. So, yeah, that's the one missing that it seems like it should be there. But it's no, not. it says right there. It says it includes from Roku's live TV channel guide the likes of YouTube oh, TV, oh, it does. Hulu Plus, live TV. Okay. Uh, I, I read TV, that Philo. wrong. Yeah. I write that, no, read they that put in parentheses twice. that they recently resolved a long-running yeah. spat, which makes I, it hard to read. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's just like the likes of YouTube TV. Yeah, these ones are now available. So like just like yeah, YouTube no, TV. That was... So no, so cool. Very cool. That's uh, yeah. Pretty much culture. everybody's in there. Um, yeah. So, including Philo. Yep. And Fubo. there's live stuff on Philo. But the, but I'm just saying most most of the stuff. Uh, Philo's not one of the top tier that most that like Google or an Apple would care right. anything about. The fact that they included Philo at the beginning, I think, is cool. Very cool. G- good on you, Roku. Absolutely. Hey, um, Apple has um, released new versions of their Mac OS and iOS and other, and other devices. And part of that update is a new update to FaceTime. That means that you can watch, you can now FaceTime with all kinds of users. You could even FaceTime somebody on an Xbox. That's right. Isn't that great? It's nice that you could do that on the Xbox. I think it's great. So if, you know, this guy, he decided, hey, uh, it's cool. I got this link. I got my webcam, plugged it into his Xbox, put it on his TV. He was able to FaceTime somebody on his TV through his Xbox. That's great. Can't you do that with an Apple TV? No. What? No? No. No. I would read you straight from the article, but uh, Mac Rumors apparently is down right now. (laughs) Uh <laughs> so so Does the Apple- article is not available but yeah basically Does, doesn't have the app on the on the Apple TV guys no so yeah uh this article was written based off of a reddit post where somebody demonstrated how they're able to using their Xbox they're able to connect to and use FaceTime <laughs> something that is not it, it that feature is not available on the Apple TV. Yeah, they should probably fix that. Well, but also the Apple TV doesn't have an external camera solution. Doesn't right? it have a, a USB port on the back? But can you plug peripherals like that into that? Yeah, that's that's that USB port is for diagnostics. It's not. Yeah, they yeah. they are very you know historically uh, know, very tight. <laughs> I'm just saying. They should, but wait. You, so you're saying it's <laughs> another thing that the absolute best streaming product on the market can't do? Like, I didn't say that. 
Well, they, I mean, they if did. You really, if you really wanted to get it on the Apple TV, you could do it. Is that by taking your iPhone or iPad and placing it on top of your Apple TV no. and then saying, "There you go, FaceTime no, on Apple can, TV." You can mirror. You can mirror your screen when you're on an iPad. You can yeah, but your you're not to the Apple TV, and you can see it. But you're not. You're not running it on that. the The point is, you <laughs> don't need to mirror so if you're mirroring it you're actually just the, doing yeah, it's I'm, on your phone I, yeah I, i'm saying you, you can do it if you want to if you really want to do it right but but the um yeah i mean apple just hasn't uh looked at the apple tv and decided that you know hey we need a a camera there right the, yeah the the point is that it's funny that you can do it on a microsoft xbox Mm -hmm. but not on the native that's that's up there just with the whole i, I get i get the yeah. point right I, I just you know it's like yeah you, you can make points like that about anything right yes it's true but it is also fun to poke, poke fun at Apple. it's just like i was that. poking Sorry. fun at google about yeah. google tv why not supporting uh youtube tv uh shows or the listings but yeah hey uh guess what i got android excuse me um nvidia experience 9 on my old nvidia shield that's right nvidia uh released their experience 9.0 which allows me to now be running android 11 on my uh nvidia shield which is awesome which gives uh, you google tv gives uh, me the google integration. tv access and the integrations gives me better for better uh, bluetooth support uh gives me the better uh, uh, and you should be able to use stadia right uh, no <laughs> oh uh yes i should i should i absolutely should and i was able to before the update it was working fine um as of this uh, update, how old is your broken. device matt yeah 2016 so it's like six years old now okay. so yeah I, i'm really happy that it still got the update and so this is a you know i, I still like this device well much. i mean and the fact that you got it is great because they had originally announced as we talked about previously that the, your device wasn't going to get it right um <laughs> they were gonna you know they were gonna let the push the that uh generation off of the cliff um because it was i'm sure they at that point in its life millions of of guys got on the forums and said, no i, I spent especially I, the I spent people that paid 300 350 dollars for that thing when it first came out i didn't spend um, that much <laughs> i know you didn't because you got it after the fact when they dropped the price but uh yeah. yeah the original the original one was like 350 bucks yeah i got um, it when it got down to 150 it was like yeah. okay now i'll buy it yeah it's been a good it's gonna be a good screaming device and i will keep on playing with it and i will send in my feedback saying uh it's broken on my stadia which because i wanted to play it and then it wouldn't work which is sad and it's, it's good they decided to support it I'm, I'm glad to see that me too and that is the news for this week all right. Well, that brings us to the point in the show where that we should have rearranged. Uh, uh, we should have rearranged the stories earlier because there was an awesome segue from uh, something uh, that I don't now remember into uh, all the people that support us. No, oh. that we like to thank. 
Oh, I was, uh, we were talking about Patreon Uh, with the patent. So we should have gone, you know, right uh, from the patent talk where that money, that money, uh, man. Yeah, we did. Uh, but as we were discussing, uh, Patreon is the platform where it lets the fans contribute and support the creators. And a lot of times those creators are supporting other creators who are supporting other creators who might be supporting the original creator. So it's a big circle of money. Somebody at the top is making lots of money and people at the bottom are absolutely loves that. The more money, the more times that dollar gets transferred, the more times they get to take a cut from that dollar. <laughs> they are all for it. So um, help us uh, help Patreon become the even more rich by supporting us on Patreon. That's uh, patreon.com slash the bot squad. Those of you that are supporting us, you rock. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, were you going to say something, Matt? Or nope. should we get on to Ransom Rapes? I think we should. All right. Okay. Rants, Raves. What do you got? I've been playing Metroid Dread, and I've been having a great time. I... Is that like a crossover? Judge Dredd ends up in the Metroid universe? <laughs> no. Oh. Although I haven't finished the game. Maybe he shows up at the end. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I am very far into it. Uh, I have not gotten all the way to the end, though. So, I, but um, the game is anxiety riddling. If you, uh, the, the section of the game where you have to outrun the Emmy which is the robot that cannot be destroyed. It, it, right it, wait, you've got the Emmy, the, mm-hmm. the, that's the, the guy, right. Uh, on the award, the gold. Yeah. He, he comes right to one? life and chases you through corridors and, and he can't be stopped. Uh, but um, yeah, it's, uh, but you, you have to just figure the, the cool thing about the, about those, the puzzle is figuring out how to get past it. And if you th- can, if you contain your brain to all that's what that pu- part of that puzzle is, and, th- and then the, the rest of it is regular Metroid, which is great. And it's, by the way, a beautiful game. The animation is wonderful. The monsters and the bosses are gorgeously disgusting. And the battles, the boss battles are lots of fun, except for one, which I really, really hated, but I got through it. So I'm, I'm okay now. Um, most of it makes you uh, die several times before you learn the patterns, which is annoying. The good news is when you die, you quickly get reset just before we, uh, you enter the boss room again. So you can go do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again until you figure it out. <sighs> I am de- very much going to uh, enjoy being done with it when I'm done with it, but I am enjoying playing it in the meantime, and then I can relax and yeah, I will be say, yay, I was able to do, get all the way through it. So I'm all, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I hope to be finished by next week. And so I can move on to something else. But this basically sucked up all my time. All right. Awesome. Jimmy? Yeah. So this week I wanted to talk about Nebula. Uh, Nebula is a, a service. Uh, and I think it's nebula.app is the website. Um, it, 
but it, but if you go there, right, it, it's it's got all these independent uh, content creators, uh, similar kind of like YouTube a little bit, I guess. Oh, okay. But but um, uh, and you'll see some of the uh, big uh, YouTube content creators over there as well. Mm -hmm. But there's uh, these independent content creators that will make like little mini documentaries and that kind of thing. And uh, I kind of got turned on to it because if you subscribe to Curiosity Stream, which I do, you get Nebula for free, right? So you get you get this here too. So I, I decided to uh, sign up uh, for it through Curiosity Stream and um, was enjoying a, a lot of the um, uh, documentaries. Locals, uh, they, they have like a docu series, is what they have on on various topics. Plus, too, you'll see some of your uh, um tech youtubers over there um some of it might be the same content you'll see also on youtube right but the, but a lot of times they'll drop some extra content over here on the nebula side so uh so yeah if you're a curiosity stream subscriber already yeah i, I would say uh, sign up for it and check it out it's uh I'm, I'm liking it so far there's a lot of these subscribe to for alternative uh youtube some places float pain yeah below one i think is called spacewalk or something else i can't remember they, there's they, another one that we we actually signed up for but did. i don't remember what it's called because that one you earn credits by watching other people's stuff so and you're mm -hmm. able to post videos based on how much you watch and it ended up being too complicated. And I was like, Wait, that was the one where John, John Stossel's there. Um, you weren't allowed to post anything until you Well, you have, stuff? you can only post so much, but it encourages you to watch and other people's content. You're incentivized. So you're um, not, if you're a prolific poster, which would be good for the platform, yeah. you're not allowed to until you watch two more videos, mister. It was it was something like that. And it got to the point where I was like, I, I'm not going to pursue this anymore. I set up the account uh, for us and then we kind of never used it. Uh, but and I'm trying to remember the name. And I, I thought it was Nebula, but it may not be Nebula. Um, but I don't remember. It's OK. Because hmm. Nebula sound, though, sounds like the the title for like t-i-d-a-l what mm. title is to spotify nebula is to youtube interesting although you could are you nebula says it's the network created by creators right mm -hmm. well so is youtube is youtube yeah, is it, all it's creators to, it, it is similar to youtube so if you just won't get the cat videos as well oh mm. I'm I'm only here for the cat videos. Yes. All right. <laughs> cool. Mike? You know, I don't have a lot to talk about. Um, I haven't seen very much this last week, but I did watch the Book of Boba Fett Ooh. from last week. So I haven't watched the third episode that came out today, but I did watch last week's and uh, enjoyed it. It's still still going along good i'm i think it's going to be a good show i'm excited to watch the newest episode all right I, watch that uh, second episode too enjoyed that one I'm, I'm i'm with you on that mike that that was that was a good episode 
So I waited like until halfway into the first season to watch The Mandalorian. I didn't want to get myself into it if it was going to be something that wasn't going to be like I'd be interested in watching or felt like it wasn't going to go anywhere. So I so I will probably end up going watching The Book of Boba Fett, especially when I hear somebody say, oh, this is when it got you know, something really amazing happened, something really cool happened that, you know, I, I need to hear somebody say, this is the point where it's a totally is like, this is a game changer kind of moment. Until then, I'm going to hang back and wait and see if this fizzles or flies. Well, I will say this, and of course, I'm speaking off of only two episodes that I've watched, right? And I think uh, Mike's right, the third episode, I think maybe just dropped, right? But um, but based off of just two episodes, right? Um, I would say it's it's good. It's worth the watch. Not quite as good as what the Mandalorian uh, is. You know, the Mandalorian was definitely better than than the, the Book of Boba Fett, right? But um, but it is good, right? If you're a Star Wars fan and all and and like all the characters, then yeah, you you'll you'll enjoy the show. Okay. I, I agree exactly. To me, the thing is getting the backstory on Boba Fett, like getting to understand him as a character more is, is well worth the time spent. Even if the show itself doesn't go anywhere, I'll have enjoyed getting to learn a little bit more about what happened to Boba Fett. Um, but I think it's got a lot of potential. So I think that it will continue to be good and worth watching. Um, yeah, The Mandalorian was was a one in a million show, right? Like it was, it's great. I love it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, a couple things. Uh, first off, I've been using Stadia a lot more, um, mainly because it's winter. I don't leave the house. So this is, if there is a point in during the year where I will be playing video games mm. to kill time, it's now. Uh, I found out a couple weeks ago that uh, uh, one of the franchises I enjoy, Wise, uh, their Wise uh, 8, the Lacrimosa of Donna. Yes, it's spelled Dana, but they pronounce, once I finally got to that character in the game, found out that they call her Donna, so mm. D, uh, which is messing with my brain. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I've been I'm enjoying it. It's funny because that game came out a few years ago. Uh, thanks to an LG uh, additional content that I had on a previous phone, uh, hmm. the the battle music from this game has been my ringtone for <laughs> years. Um, and especially there's or the one that's actually the like boss battle music. Uh, I didn't know what it was, but it's my dad's ringtone. <laughs> So oh, yeah, when I was playing this me. game, when I, when I, when I, <laughs> the first like 10 hours that I was playing this game, every time I would, that battle music would start playing, I would instinctively look over at my phone thinking my dad was calling. Um, but uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm about 30 hours in at this mm -hmm. point. So it's uh, pretty good. I have to actively, be, you know, say, nope, I, I've got a few minutes to kill. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I, I can't play it because is it a turn-based tactic battle game or no it's 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 an rpg but you're free uh it's a live action free RPG. roaming um yeah. and open world yeah okay and uh 
the only time it really locks you into an area is like for like a boss battle. Hmm. Um, but speaking of boss battles, uh, I finally got around to watching a movie. It's a Hulu original from 2020 called Boss Level. It stars the guy that played the Punisher on Netflix. And this oh, yeah. guy, um, he's a relatively new actor. He came on the scene a couple years ago. His name is um, Gibson, Mel Gibson. Mm. Mm. Um, back from, uh, I, I guess he's officially back from uh, his. Uh, his uh, banishment banishment yes he's been okay. back for a while but i know but it, it, it's way. it's official uh because oh. i've seen him in multiple things now okay um i gotta say it's one of those groundhog day movies but they actually offer an explanation for what's going on which oh. i think is is the thing that makes it uh not super tropey but it is very fun uh, it's an act if you like action movies and especially self aware, uh, tongue in cheek action movies, uh, you might want to check it out. I kind of wish I had watched it a long time ago, it was fun. Um, they also list with list this one as a science fiction as well. It is well, it, oh, it's okay. a site good because it's time loop which would okay. be sci-fi okay, which is a thing now i mean you got lots of video games with loops in them so yeah um but then the other thing that i was actually Movies. super excited for i've been waiting forever the righteous gemstones came back on hbo <laughs> and i kind of hate it uh, i don't know if i'm gonna watch anymore i got through the first two two episodes and they They've made changes to the show, and it's just, ugh. And, I mean, I already had a problem with the fact that I can't stand Danny McBride. Anytime he opens his mouth, I just want to turn off whatever it is. Uh, I can't stand the guy. Um, and everything he does is always... Uh, uh, oh, I I, I I can't think of the right word, but uh, he's got John oh, Goodman in it. He 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 tries to do to everything is improvised, and he is not good at improvisation, uh, which is the thing that drives me crazy. No, I love I love everybody else in the show. I liked all of the I enjoyed all of the characters last season. This season, I think they it feels like the writers said, "Oh, realized, oh, we didn't, we didn't." go hard enough into the parody and so they made they just kind of change things and it's kind of disgusting and uh not i don't know i don't like it so which bums me out because i was really looking forward to this season for almost two years so yeah i guess r.i.p um <laughs> But uh, on that note, I guess we can say thank you to everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, we are here every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Central on the YouTube. And uh, if you would like to get the audio version uh, or if you're listening to the audio version, 
uh, you, you probably already know that you can get it everywhere that audio version podcasts are available. And if you're listening to the audio version and you're complaining, you're wondering, you know, I wish they came out sooner, become a patron. So patrons get a custom RSS feed, which is released uh, within a couple hours after the uh, official live stream ends. And uh, I don't think we have anything else to announce. Uh, if you are a movie party uh, participant, uh, head on over to bit.ly slash cage match 2022. We will be celebrating the birth of our uh, patron Saint Nicholas Cage next week. Uh, we are down to the final four in the cage match. Uh, so make sure you get your votes in. Got till Sunday. The final round will only determine uh, the order that we watch. Uh, we will know which movies we will be watching uh, on Sunday. So go do that. And unless I'm forgetting anything, I think we can uh, say goodbye. Okay. Right. okay. I guess. Bye, everybody. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>